Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Today is November 2nd, 2020. That's right, we only have 60 days left until the end of the year. I am so proud of everybody for doing what they can to get through this crazy 2020 year. But just remember, when there's a crazy year like this, the next year might be better or might be worse, but guess what? We're here to overcome all the challenges that every year brings, just like agriculture and farming. Every season's different, every season's unique, and we're here to take on that challenge for you. Did you hear the Halloween episode on October 31st, 2020? We had voice actor Trenton Bennett, who played Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, and the mummy. Now, Trenton Bennett is a professional trained voice actor who I met in Tampa, Florida in December 2019 at a podcasting event at IHOP. He is the co-host of the podcast Classic Rock Battles, The Limey and the Yank. He also focuses on recording commercials, e-learning, and online trainings. I mean, this guy does it all. Based out of Florida, Trenton Bennett was awesome last week on the Halloween Spooktacular Special. If you want to reach out to Trenton, www.trentonbennett.com or on Twitter at Voice of Trenton. All right, let's get into our main interview of the day today. It's a good new colleague and pal of mine, Nick Muscari, who is the president of Bell Harvest based out of Belmont, Michigan. Nick and I met how most people are meeting these days on LinkedIn. He made a post about the Farmers to Families Box program about, oh geez, a month and a half ago. And we just struck up a conversation about how did it go? What was your items? Uh, what were you handling? And guess what? We talked all things apples. It was actually pretty cool. But just to get a little bit of further insight about Nick, Nick is enjoying helping people and businesses grow, especially in the produce and supply chain world. He is a qualified executive leader with over 15 years experience in founding, building, and leading organizations to achieve profitable, sustainable growth. And that's what we want today. So he is very successful founder, owner, president, and I would say high-level executive in the produce and supply chain industry and bringing new innovative deals to Bell Harvest. One of the things that Nick and I are going to talk about is going to be some of the marketing, how they've been traveling through this COVID-19 pandemic, and some of the upcoming opportunities, right? Because that's what we like to talk about, opportunities within the produce and supply chain industry. And let's not forget Paw Patrol. Have you seen those Paw Patrol apples? If you haven't, get on Bell Harvest's website and check out their brand new Paw Patrol bags. Let's also mention that Bell Harvest was just recognized in the produce news for Bell Harvest and Michigan Fresh solving customer problems. New sustainable packaging. 100% delicious meets 100% sustainable. So let's get Nick on the line and hear more about Bell Harvest. Hey, Nick, welcome to the show today. Hello, Patrick. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's always great in another day of the COVID life is what I say. <laughs> It is an interesting life right now. Yeah, we were talking off the mic. I've got all the family home. And if you've listened to the podcast, I have talked about it. My wife's a teacher. My kids are in e-learning. And I've always worked from home. So everybody 
is overtaking my office, which has been at home this entire, I would say, COVID from the start of March. And then my kids don't go back till January. So I've got my daughter is like my accounting assistant, my son, that's my sales manager and my wife, she's, she's the owner, CEO, and uh, I would say um, director, right? I, I can understand and relate to you. I was home for a good six months and I'm finally able to get back in the office. I've thought about getting an office at this point. Like it's made me realize the valuable time that I spent by myself at home, even though it was at home. But like you said, sometimes that office environment gives you a different mindset, right? It, it does. And sometimes your family doesn't understand the separation of being at home and work. <laughs> oh yeah. Trust me. I, the, the one, the fun thing I, I've, I've loved about COVID is being in the middle of work and all of a sudden someone wanting a tuna sandwich and you're like, I got to stop and make a tuna sandwich, but we're not going to talk about that. We could go on and on about the lovely lifestyles that we are all living in the COVID dream, as I say. Um, but really we're here to talk about uh, you and Bell Harvest, your organization. Uh, we connected on LinkedIn, which I've been connected with tons of people on LinkedIn, and I love it. The community is growing. I feel like I'm growing as a person, and I'm just meeting some genuine, authentic people. You are one of them. I saw you did a couple posts on the Farmers to Families box program, which I have been heavily involved in covering, understanding, and learning more about. So you were more of a, a packer for one of the, um, I would say, the wholesaler distributors that, that got the deal. But... I want to hear a little bit more how this went. So for us, it went well. Our strategic partners, Michigan Fresh, on the Apple side of the business, won the award through their wholesale company, Heron. And we packed loads for them, and we packed loads for our everyday food service customers. And I'll tell you, it went really well. It went smooth. Um, at the end of the last year, we finished up probably two and a half months earlier than we thought we would just because of the demand in Apple's spiked due to not only Corona or COVID and then the USDA farm to box or the box to farm program. How many varieties did you pack during that time? We supplied for several months and at least four different varieties, possibly more. Mm -hmm. You know, it came at close to the end of the season. However, you know, we had a good crop last year and we we had good volumes. So we were able to carry that. But like I said, due to the demand of apples, especially bagged apples, not only in the grocery store, but the box program, it, it wiped us out early. And yeah, it wiped a lot of people out early, I think. And we're starting to see the demand again, I know our strategic partners and their wholesale side just won an award for this round three that ends October 31st. And, you know, it's, it's got us cranking on top of being in the middle of harvest. Everybody's changing their fall sets over to apples and everybody wants new crop apples. So on top of that in the box program, it's tell you what, there's not enough time between our four packing sheds <laughs> some days. I was going to say, it sounds like you guys have uh, stayed pretty busy. And it's when we did the, uh, I would say the citrus deal and we were selling to an Apple company as well. I always keep thinking about this though, uh, Nick, is when are we going to do the apple and the orange bag again? I feel like it, it was there for a while and then only certain people do it. 
I mean, th that would have been a good program for the F2F too, is just having the apple and the orange bag put together and solved a couple problems in packaging, man. Oh, I agree with you. That four pound mixed fruit bag. I remember when I was in the, on the wholesale side of things in my family's business, Indianapolis Fruit Company. And before I got into the apple business, uh, the four pound fruit was big at retail. I'm not sure where it went or maybe yeah. we're just not involved. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's either we're not involved or it, it's gone away. But I, I, but I've talked to a lot of different apple shippers as well. And apple shippers have that same really, um, I would say, excitement that you just shown on that bag because I've talked to them. They're like, yeah, if you get the, if you get the oranges, I'll, I'll get the apples and let's find someone to pack it. And then the question always comes, okay, but which we rich retailer are we going to, you know, uh, quote this to, right? It's like, which one do you do? But I, I have seen it, right? I do see it every once in a while. I thought it was a cool little mix. I, I think that would have been cool for the F2F program. Like I said, would have saved a little bit on packaging. I know those bags are out there and they were at a decent price too. They always had good quality. I think they had what a red, a green and an orange in it. I think it was, it was a good looking bag. And you know, if anybody's out there, any retailers out there want to get back on this bag, you got a citrus guy on the line and you got an apple guy on the line. We can make this happen between Nick let's and make, I, figure it out. Okay. We, we can make it happen. Let's bring it back. <laughs> let's bring it back. It's going to be a retro style bag, but let's, let's talk a little bit about bell harvest though, man. So this, this COVID uh, 19 pandemic, has really hurt a lot of different companies. How are you guys uh, kind of do, going through all this? You know, we are doing well. You know, we're positioned in the marketplace. You know, we're the second largest Michigan apple grower shipper here. Um, another good news about being in the fresh space is that people have to eat and people prefer to eat healthy most of the time. Not all the time, but you know, so that that positions us to where we've been able to sell out like last year, even even with the decline and year over year decline of apples that we've seen recently just due to, you know, other products in the produce arena that's competition and, you know, ourselves kind of cannibalizing our that's category with as well because I was at the Apple Outlook conference um, a month back and they were saying that the USDA numbers obviously compared over previous years was down. Um, was it last year? Does that have anything to do with, with what's happening as well? We've created so many different varieties that we've overwhelmed the consumer with choices and they're not sure what to do when they get to their favorite grocery store and they see, you know, 10 to 15 different choices. Yeah. where you don't have that in some of the other fruit. Well, here's the thing. And I'm going to post a YouTube video on this. So I was in Sarasota, Florida. I drove down. I took, um, well, I took. My wife said we're going to head out for her birthday for the Amish village. There's an Amish village down there. And when I, listen, when I hear things like Amish village in, in South Florida, I really think to myself, like, is this really an Amish village, right? I'm like, this, we're not in Pennsylvania here, everybody. Um, so we, we headed down to Sarasota. It's uh, my wife's birthday. And we found this Sarasota Fresh Farmers Market, Nick. And I'm like, we have to stop. And my wife's like, what? I'm like, we have to stop. And she's like, really? I'm like, we have to stop. So we did a whole YouTube video on it, which I'm going to post on the, the Produce Industry Show. Um, but you are right, my friend. I literally walked down one of the aisles and you're going to see, I'm not going to tell you everything, but I named probably 12 different varieties and my son 
was grabbing and going. And I even asked him, I said, why are you grabbing that one? And I go, he goes, because it's delicious. And I'm like, which one? He's like, the red delicious. So he knew, he knew the red delicious, right? But then the, the Jonah Gold, the Snapdragons, these, all these other ones, I'm sitting here like, what the heck am I getting myself into? Even a, a Washington Gold or a Gold Delicious, I just had that for the first time. And I'm like, oh my God, what, what, what have I been missing my entire life? No, I agree with you. And there are some very great eating apples out there. But at the same time, there's so many choices that it just throws the consumer off. I think I was reading a book the other day and they were talking about consumers and neuroscience and seven seems to be the magic number for us humans that once it gets over seven choices, it just throws them off and they'd rather not choose. And if like we are just talking about, you go into the grocery store or, you know, we grow 21 different varieties of apples. It just 21. It probably pushes them onto something else like your oranges. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I was going to say 21 varieties. You're right. There's more than 21 varieties. It, it all depends too, because the navel has oh. so many different things in it. Like you probably know that same thing with apples, a certain apple variety, such as a navel might have what 15, 16 different graphs off of it. You know, uh, it could be called a Washington, a Fukumoto, all these different ones. So it does get a little crazy at times. They're all different shapes they're all different sizes. But it's true. Certain consumers go to that. Like if you were to go back 15 years ago, um, I remember uh, Joe Labou, I worked with Labou Citrus. My family worked with uh, Labous for a long time. And uh, Joe Labou would always tell me, never try and sell a Barnesfield navel. And it was so interesting because the South Koreans, the Japanese, the Chinese, that's what they wanted. They'd always call them like, we want a Barnesfield navel. But it was so crazy because that Barnesfield was only out, you know, during a certain time period and they wanted it. But it was like, you were almost having to pick a specific crop. Like think about sending your, your, um, your labor contractors for the day going out and you were going, okay, uh, out of that hundred acres, you're only going to pick 15 of those barns filled on the corner and then move over to this and pick another. I mean, your labor would go up from, you know, $30 a bin to a hundred dollars a bin overnight. Right. Right. And you know, think about this. There's over a hundred varieties of apples in the U S alone that are grown commercially. And I'm sure that number is exponentially higher if you take out the commercial growing part of that. Well, you know what? I, I have uh, learned something because I've watched a lot of YouTube channels on different fruits and vegetables. And I saw one gentleman do a taste, a test of like 28 different varieties. So I did the apple taste off. And I know you and I have already connected on that member because I know we're going to try and get we, some We did. Apples. We are going to try some of Bell Harvest apples on the next apple taste off. It is apple taste off too. Uh, we're not going to name a king apple this time. We're going to name a queen apple. And then we're going to do another round for round three. And then that round three will kind of determine who wins it all. But I did it with eight apples. I went to the grocery store, Nick, and literally got eight apples because, and it was all the ones I knew, Honeycrisp, Fuji, Gala, Red Delicious. Um, the new ones I found were, was the Opal. Um, but again, Pink Lady, all these ones I knew about, right? And when I did this apple taste off, the comments that I got was, oh, you got to try this apple and this apple and this apple. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, like, are these guys just like uh, pulling my chain here? Because I've never heard of these varieties in my life. And then I looked them up and I'm like, apple taste off number two has got to go. We got we to bring this back and we got to bring more apples to the table. 
you should and since you said you're going to crown the queen of apples you know that is perfect we have the smitten apple See, which would be perfect okay, now give me okay i want i want my taste buds to salivate explain to me what the smitten apple is so it's an exciting new variety that we have it's it's a rich balance with kind of traditional flavors and it's it's sweet and it has a amazing crunch to it actually i had one fresh mm. off the tree yesterday i was out in the orchards visiting some of our growers and I picked one off the tree and it was amazing. How dare you? I mean, <laughs> uh, and, and, and coming off, I just tried that, that golden delicious. I think it was called. I, we also have like three more apples from the fresh fruit market still in the fridge, but my son's like a huge, huge apple and he's uh, a huge apple. He's a huge apple uh, freak. He loves apples. He even wants to do the apple taste off too with me. He was so pissed at me when I did the first one because he, he was, uh, he was out with his mom and I was like, I gotta get this done. Nobody's here. I can, I can do it. And he was like, what? He's like, I want to, he ate all the apples, Nick. So all my leftover apples that I cut, he was trying all of them going. Yeah. Uh huh. I give this one an eight. I give this one a nine and I'm like, Oh, I should have waited for him. I'm like, I should have, but I'm always afraid, right? Nick, that my kids are going to give that shocking, nasty look like, huh? What what was that? And then I'm just gonna like ruin someone's brand. Like, oh man, this is horrible. I don't want to do that, but I think I'm I'm gonna have to overcome that fear on the next one. You know, it's funny you say that. However, that that's something that I think about all the time. When I was in the wholesale side of things, we we did a lot with the school systems, and you know we still do. And if you think about it, these young kids have young and impressionable minds, and taste buds and if we don't give them a great eating apple or put just a regular you know red delicious in front of them and it doesn't excite them we're turning off our future consumers so i've always been anti you know just plain red apple or plain gold one i was always an advocate and still am an advocate for you know these school programs let's get them something exciting let's get them let's get them excited so when they go home, they tell their parents about the great eating experience they had. And then as they get older and they become our consumer, you know, they continue to buy, you know, the piece of fruit, whether it's an apple or, you know, an orange or whatever it may be, it, we keep them as a customer in the produce industry. And they may choose it over something unhealthy, like a bag of chips or something like that. Yeah, true. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm telling you straight up right now. If you were to give me a red delicious over a bag of chips, I'm going to pick a bag of chips. <laughs> I just, would too. <laughs> I, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I don't know what it is, but I, listen, I love apples. But even if you watch that taste test, it's like, it's got a great crunch to it and it's delicious. But like, if you were to give me an opal or a Honeycrisp or a pink lady, like all day or a Macintosh, like all, all day, like, you know what I mean? It's like all day. I don't know what it is. And maybe it was just growing up as a kid. Like maybe that's all they had, Nick. I felt like I've eaten like 50,000 red deliciouses. <laughs> so, that's very important to me. And we, we at Bell Harvest really look closely at the numbers and we sit down with our growers quite often and tell them about the trends and why they need to push out certain older varieties of apples and look at some of the new varieties because consumers taste 
have changed dramatically. And I hate to say it, a lot of these old varieties, the clientele has gotten older and they've old moved clientele. on. <laughs> and, you know, now, now is the time to push those old varieties out, put the new strains of apples in and the better tasting apples that give you a great eating experience. Branding right now. I mean, think about it. You could keep the red delicious name. You just don't have to have it anymore. You could be like red delicious improved. I could so see a rebranding on that. You or, know what I mean? Make a new or, red delicious, make it, make it better. You know what I mean? Or find an older strand or a newer strand and call it an heirloom. Give it, you oh, know, great but idea. something that's better than a mealy soft, you know, mm-hmm. We've done that in East citrus too. Apple. <laughs> We've yes, got the heirloom have. brand in citrus. Why don't why do, are there are no heirloom brands in the uh, apple category yet? Well, you know, uh, with the hundred varieties grown commercially, and I think it's something like seven thousand. Another one. Seven thousand varieties worldwide that are being grown. I'm sure there's an heirloom apple in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the point of all this is too is we want to educate consumers to, to obviously purchase fresh fruits and vegetables. And as you said, having a hundred different varieties obviously makes it really hard. Then having imports come into the deal, obviously it's, 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 it's a challenge. I mean, it's, it's always looking at, okay, if I don't have this, I got this. And you're probably looking at, if you're a shipper, if you only have one or two commodities on, on it, you're probably like, uh, I need to add more. I mean, I know that a couple of my Apple guys that I know, Packers that you know up in Michigan as well, run eight apples a day. They have, they have that many lines because they have to. Absolutely. You know, we, we, like I said, we have 21 varieties. However, we're looking at our varieties and our product mix and, Seeing what's working, what's not, and like I said, our our growers are pushing out some of the less of desirable varieties for the new varieties and the new strands of apples, so that we give our consumers a great eating experience that will bring them back. And that's the whole point. So, and you know what? Before we go on more about this, because we're going to get into this a little bit more, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors and hear about some of the things that they're doing that can drive you hearing about this apple taste off round two. Welcome to Terra Exports, where culture and diversity meet the produce industry. Let's hear from some of the exciting staff at Terra Exports. Hi, my name is Ludmila. I live in Kiev. I'm a senior sales manager of European division of Terra Export. What I like in Terra is to work with team and people so patient of what they are doing. Hello guys, this is Marcelo from Terra Export's domestic team. I am a coordinator and I love working for Terra. Hey guys, this is Yesenia. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, where I work with Terra Export in our headquarters office. I am the shipping and logistics manager, and what I love the most working with Terra is working alongside such passionate people. Hi, this is Anna. I live in Bogota, Colombia. I am part of the tropical divisions. I am in charge of the sales and purchase for this division. And what I like to work in Terra is the people and the diversity we have in the company. Terra Exports. Terra Exports. Terra Exports. Terra Exports. Visit them at terraexports.com. Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. 
Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is unique, practical, and easy. AgTools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry, from farmers all the way to logistics companies. We call that 360-degree decision-making day after day. Visit www.ag.tools.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now, back to our show. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. It's always great to hear from our sponsors, Terra Exports and Ag Tools. But let's get back to talking with Nick Muscari at Bell Harvest. Looking to the future, all right? We, uh, what do we have coming up through the winter for apples? No, um, Michigan, even with a couple weather issues this year, we're on track to have a great crop. The apples that are currently being harvested, such as the Honeycrisp, have great color and great crunch. So we're really excited about what we've seen so far with, you know, Fuji's, Braeburn, Topaz, Golden Delicious and Red Delicious. <laughs> I know we just got done talking about that. However, you know, we, we still have some. And then, you know, we finish it up with Evercrisp and Pink Lady. So a few different varieties through the winter. And I, what I love, though, too, is that I am going to start trying a lot of new varieties. And to, and to the listeners out there, remember, ask for some of these varieties if they're not in your store. Don't just always settle for less, even though we want you to purchase all different kinds, okay? I'm not saying don't, but ask. I mean, it's okay to ask your stores, your grocery managers, your uh, your produce managers, sorry, not the grocery, wrong side, asking them, you know, do you, do you carry this or, or what you might, um, what you might be carrying in the future. And then also farmer's markets. I mean, that's something that I've been getting into heavily being in Tampa. I used to live in the central Valley of California. And as you know, Nick, you can get a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables. There's, there's stands everywhere in California and I'm gone from that now. I live in, in the city in Tampa. So I have to find these farmer's markets, right? I have to find these little wholesale markets that and when we think of wholesale markets, right, we're thinking like Philadelphia, we're thinking Chicago, we're thinking these huge markets. No, no, no. These are like little mom and pop wholesale markets, but they're awesome. And like I said, I went to one and they had probably 12 to 13 different apple varieties and some that I had never even heard of in my, in my life. So um, obviously, check out what's out there. Look at stores, um, look online. Um, and then look with local. I mean, that's also something that's really cool. A lot of the new places are delivering local, shopping local, and that's also helping the community. So, uh, Nick, we talked about what's next. We've talked about what's happened during COVID. Um, what's your favorite apple? My favorite apple right now? That is a good question. I usually like a sweet tart apple. However, you know, the smitten our one of our newer varieties has really resonated and resonated with me and it's eating so well like i said i had one fresh off the tree yesterday that i've given up the sweet tart for now and gone strictly sweet and you know what even if you don't do the apple taste test you know anytime soon or the competition we should send you some smitten to try and Maybe we could do a giveaway too with your listeners. Somehow do some swag and get them some fresh apples to try. I think that's a great idea. 
You know, how rude of me, Patrick. I didn't even ask you what your favorite apple is. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm glad you asked. Um, when I did the apple taste off, and uh, it was a, a couple months ago, and I will tell you, before, right, before I tell you, remember, Nix was the smitten right now. So in this time period, he likes the smitten apple. For myself, when I went back and had that apple taste off, I was intrigued by the opal apple, Nick. I had never tried an opal until 2020. So you're a sweet guy right now too, huh? I'm a sweet guy. I mean, I, I tell you what, Granny Smith is, is very, very low on my list. I want a good, sweet, crunching apple. I don't want the peel too hard. I want a nice, light peel. I mean, it could be yellow. It could be red. It could be green. But I just got to have it sweet, crunchy with a soft peel. Sounds good to me. I know. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm actually thinking about it. I was like, I'm going to get this box and I'm going to eat it all to myself. But listen, when we start this apple taste off round two, we are going to have a lot of different apples from around the country. And what I want to try and do is we did eight on the first round. I'm probably going to have to do eight on the second round. But, and uh, I might ask for some advice, Nick, is that I'm going to have to bring the winner back. You know, I got to bring the winner back into round two or we can do eight different ones and then the winner come back in round three. What do you think? You know, being that it's political season and I don't, we're not going to talk politics, <laughs> but you got to bring the incumbent back, right? That's what I was thinking. You got to bring the winner into the ceremony. It wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be. So I agree because I've been getting a lot of different comments on how to judge it. And because there's so many different varieties, but I think if we do it right, bring one back from it, uh, from round one, and then whoever wins round two, obviously the same thing. You bring it into round two. If if round one uh, winner doesn't make it, right? Just like just like politics, it's it's goodbye, and then that one moves on, and then we'll decide round three. And even then, as um, I was told by many apple lovers and apple producers, is that everybody has their own preference of an apple. My brother, he loves Granny Smith. I don't know how he can eat them like they're going out of style, my friend. I don't know how he does it. I'll tell you, these, uh, these apple growers and sales and marketing arms like myself, we're like parents. We don't have any ugly children. We, we, you know, we, all have, we have our favorites and, you know, of and course, they're always better than the granny, huh? <laughs> right, and they're always better than you know our competition. So, yeah, that that say it's always better than the substitute. You we would always say, right? Absolutely. Unless you're putting an orange and apple in the same bag, then Nick and I are on board for it. Okay, listen, we're gonna we go are. back to that. <laughs> we'll go back to that all day long. Retailers, wholesalers, whatever, whoever wants to purchase the bag, we're in. Um, Nick, I've enjoyed this conversation today, man. I really have. I'm glad we were able to link up online. I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Um, with all the things happening in the industry, um, it's just been a pleasure to get connected with you. Um, how do we get a hold of you? How, how can our listeners uh, reach out to Bell Harvest, yourself, or any of your team? Sure. The easiest would be I would give you my email right here. It's uh, nmascari at bellharvest.com. So my first initial and last name at billharvest.com. Fantastic. And as you know, I mentioned it. You can find Nick also on LinkedIn. He responds. Trust me. If you don't spam him, <laughs> he will respond. And again, it's always great to reach out to people authentically too. You know Nick loves smitten apples? 
it might be a great idea to start a conversation about smitten apples because it's one of his favorites. The same with me. I'm an opal guy. So let's see if anybody takes the advice. Nick, I appreciate you coming on the show today. And thank you, Bell Harvest, for everything that you do in the produce and supply chain industry. And I would like to thank you also for everything you're doing for the produce industry, getting the story out there. I appreciate that, man. It's a passion. I love our industry and anything I can help grow us together. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.